This story was good news for my soul this week. A hilarious, courageous follower of Jesus. In a world full of gatekeepers and measurers and those who pontificate about their certainty, religious leaders who say, I know, I know, I know, and here's what you need to know. I needed some comic relief. This Bible story character who will put a smile on your face and hope in your heart. Thanks be to the man born blind. Or as one writer called him, the newly sighted man. The newly sighted man. I love that phrase. This man, surprised by Jesus, who wasn't asking for a healing, but Jesus came to him and says, I am the light of the world. And then Jesus spits. Uh, uh, John 11.37 is pretty famous for Jesus wept, but this is a close second place, right? uh, John 9.6, Jesus spits. What could be more gritty and human and down-to-earth-ish? Then Jesus spitting, making mud, pressing his palms together, this mud paste that then he put on this poor beggar's eyes. And then Jesus disappears from the storyline. And this unnamed man begins his journey of a life with new eyes. From beggar and outcast to follower. And we might even call him a local celebrity, right? He's the center of attention in a city where for decades he's lived in the shadows. His neighbors start to interrogate him and um, their curiosity soon turns into suspicion. This newly sighted man starts talking about another man named Jesus. And so these nosy neighbors decide to take him to a more educated and religious group of people. And these religious leaders are quick to sneer and snub. They say, Jesus did this on the Sabbath for shame. And then they press in with their interrogation. How did he do it? With mud and water. And what's your opinion, beggar? He's a prophet. Liar. They exclaim. The investigation continues. They, um, these serious leaders go to the man's parents, but that goes nowhere. So then the serious leaders return to their primary witness. Don't you know Jesus is a sinner? Give credit to God. What? But Jesus did this. Here's what I know. I was blind. Now I see. Tell us again, what what did he do to you? You want to hear it again? I already told you. Do you want to be his disciples too? Ah! (laughs) These serious leaders, um, frustrated as the newly sighted man turns tables on them. It's fascinating. What I'm saying is that Jesus is from God. He can't be a sinner. Ah! You're nothing but a filthy, miserable, no-good sinner. Temple police, get him out of here. 
Okay, I said this was a humorous story, but it's kind of intense too, right? Uh, uh, really emotional roller coaster. But I love the fact that newly sighted man lives like he's got nothing to lose. He keeps on poking and egging and putting the presence and the name of Jesus back in the faces of these serious religious leaders. And it drives them mad. And I think that has to be encouraging news for us as followers of Jesus. May we be emboldened. May we raise our voices or speak out to religious voices or boundary imposers or rule enforcers, those voices that say, well, we'd really like to blank, but according to our reading of the scriptures, we need to do it this way. The hilarious and refreshing news of a living Jesus who's fashioning new creation turns things upside down. This Jesus who's speaking and spitting and making a mud paste, hovering over the chaos, reminds us of John 1, perhaps. Jesus pressing into our eyes and our imaginations, our very bodies, raising us up, sending us forth. Jesus bringing to life the living word of the prophets. Remember Isaiah who says, See I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness, streams in the desert. Today, if you're feeling thrown out or driven out or cast out, Jesus searches for you. Me brings us in like lost sheep, longing for us to be protected and nurtured healed from the weapons of the thieves and the bandits. So community of friends, faithful friends, may today's story help us to find renewed energy and inspiration for this journey of faith that we're on. I had an idea this week. Think of one of your friends who you think might be a hilarious disciple. Maybe it's someone from way in your past, or maybe it's someone you've met lately, or maybe it's someone you follow online, you've signed up for their newsletter or something like that. Think of a hilarious disciple. Someone who reminds you about the joy of your salvation. As I was thinking about that this week, I thought about one of our church members, Ryan Murray. Some of you know Ryan, and he gave me permission to share these reflections about him. He's a hilarious disciple. He came to First Baptist Church about 10 years ago in the fall of 2012, and um, he was such a, a breath of fresh air. This guy in his 20s, like that's amazing in itself, a guy in his 20s. Uh, rough and ragged, and um, he would show us pictures of him with his chainsaw because <laughs> he's, he's an arborist. Uh, he had tattoos. 
shoes. He was so cool. Uh, and he, good looking. Yeah, Ryan, you're a great man. Uh, but he was earnestly seeking this relationship with Jesus. And part of his testimony is that he heard the voice of God telling him, asking him to go to church. And more specifically, go to a church downtown. And guess where he showed up? Yeah, First Baptist Church Edmonton. <laughs> it was a miracle. He started going to Bible studies. He joined the centering prayer group that we had at that time. He showed up at the Lenten retreat. He started meeting with ministry staff and church council leaders, and it was so great. But one of the interesting things is that what then emerged was he found he was not too fond, fond of all the rule-keeping and gatekeeping that, he, that he, he found in church land. And I remember when he joined us for a, um, a missions trip to Bolivia in 2014. And he was baffled by some of the boundaries and the processes that we needed to follow to serve Jesus in Bolivia. He, he, there were some situations and circumstances that we came to where he'd be like, what do you mean we can't dot, dot, dot? <laughs> what? Um, who says that you can't do that? Why can't, wouldn't Jesus do that? And we'd be like, oh, yeah, <clears throat> well, <clears throat> well, Ryan, there's just certain protocol. That, and he would just roll his eyes. <laughs> and yes, of course, there's policies and protocol, of course that's meant for good. But it was so refreshing for me in those moments and in those times to see this person who is wholeheartedly trying to learn about and follow Jesus and ask those questions, why do we do that? Or who says we can't do that? And wouldn't Jesus do this? And it was a good reminder of some of the ways that we religious leaders fall into these places of rules and regulations. And so we need hilarious disciples like Ryan at our sides, reminding us of how we might open our imaginations, push back against religious rules or narrowing doorways, and continue to live these lives of passion and creativity maybe even fresh and reckless ways of following Jesus. Standing up, standing out, risking faith. So that's why I want you to think of other hilarious disciples in your life. Those who help you live this sometimes risky way of following Jesus for the good of the world. And I know, even as I look out amongst us today, I know we have some hilarious disciples in the room. And maybe you have a, if you're watching online, you have a hilarious disciple near you, or I'd encourage you to not only think of them, but thank them today. Maybe nudge them or turn to them or reach out to them and say, you make my life pretty hilarious. You remind me of the joy of my salvation. Thank that person today. And some of them are in the room with us today, or in the room with you today. 
May we be this gathering of people, this community of faith who, with new eyes, continue to be surprised and continue to laugh together, continue to be joyful and give courage to each other as those found by Jesus. And might we, even in the days ahead, allow ourselves to be found again, to be held by Jesus, and maybe we'll hear him spit and uh, rub paste in his palms, and maybe he's reaching to us again, rubbing our sockets, fashioning new creation. A spiritual practice for us this week might be even as you're rubbing your eyes this week, massaging your eyes. And if you're, let's do this. Come on, move, 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 move with me. Rub your eyes. <laughs> and as you're rubbing your eyes and opening them, perhaps you might pray, Jesus, and we've sung this already, open the eyes of my heart. Let me see what you are revealing in these days. O Lord, work in me, work in us, nurture in us new creation, new sight, new hope. Our prayer could be as simple as this. Be thou my vision. O Lord of my heart.